cool. So we'll start now. And we're back. Live and direct. People before you go show, we got a special guest today, man. Today is the, the Supreme Meeting and uh, episode. And we have with us none other but the Supreme Cerebral with us today on the People Before You Go show. Hello, sir. How are you? Man, I'm doing lovely, man. I appreciate y'all having me. Well, definitely thank you for being out here, man. And joining us today. And what's cool is that we had such a great moment in hip-hop last night um, on the verses uh, where you had Rayquan versus Ghostface. And uh, this brother that we're speaking to right now, I think I think he's unofficially carrying that torch, that lineage. Um, he has records called Clark's Connoisseur. Um, and just the hip-hop that he makes is so reminiscent of the golden era, but it's so fresh and renewed. And uh, on behalf of hip-hop, brother, we just want to thank you for doing what you do, man. Man, that means a lot, bro. I appreciate y'all even paying attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, but in Toronto, we, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a homie of mine down in Florida who he keeps on digging. And we grew up from day one. And he'll always send me every month a mixtape of just tracks that he, that he digs for. And your name has been in there consistently over the last couple of years. So shout out to Manolo. <laughs> He's been on the show before, too. You know what I'm saying? So did you, did you catch that versus last night? Did I watch it? Yeah. Oh, of course, man. I wouldn't miss that shit unless I got shot in the face. <laughs> yo. Even if, even if I got shot in the leg and I was able to still watch it, I would have watched it, yo. There was a lot of leg wounds last night. That's like two of my... That's like two of my favorite people in the world, yo. So, so Raekwon and, Go and Ghost is, is Capricorn Taurus, right? So I'm a Taurus, and Ralphie Reese, my my partner Ralphie Reese is a, is a Capricorn. So we've been on that Ray, we've been on that Ray and Go shit for I don't know, probably like since I met him about like five years ago. Uh, we're actually gonna do an album called um, Iron Links. So so it's gonna combine Cuban Links and Iron Man, like that's kind of like our, our little thing. Uh, we've been we've been working on that. Yeah, we. We've been working on that album for a couple of years. We we only got a couple of songs finished, but um, we just wanna we we just taking our time because we both busy as shit. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, yeah, Ray Ray and Ghost Man. I mean, for me, Ghostface has the greatest written album ever in history of rap. That's just my opinion. I don't care what anybody else thinks. But Supreme Clientele to me is is the greatest written album ever. Like. Just the his slang and his metaphors, his similes, his style. I mean, the beat, the beat selection. Um, that for me is like the blueprint for how I want my 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 albums and and my career to, to even be remotely even halfway as good as that. And I'll be happy. Was that one of the albums that like got you started rapping, or were you already doing it at that point? No, I've been rapping since like '96. Sick. So, um, but I was doing, a, I wasn't really rapping. I was just, I was, a, I was rapping, but I wasn't rapping, if that makes sense. Like I was, I was rapping, but I wasn't putting shit out. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't half of the, the artist that I am today. And uh, the only, the only reason I think I even got this far is uh, through a lot of trial and error. You know what I mean? Like I tried, I tried for years without anybody paying attention. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it'd just be a couple of West Coast DJs that would show me love, but besides that, I wasn't really getting no play like DJ Premier Spins and Eclipse and 
you know, all the all the XM radio and all this, you know, underground podcast. Like I wasn't getting no love like that, you know what I'm saying? But I just kept grinding, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like I think around 2016 it started bubbling for me. And I had already had out like I had already had like 10 projects out by then because I was facing yeah, I was facing mad time in 2010. I was on trial for some shit that me and my man had did and um yeah, I ended up getting acquitted. So after that, I told myself, like, I'm going to go hard. You know what I'm saying? And then I got shot, like, a couple years after that in the neck. And then I was like, I'm going I'm to go as hard as I can because you just never know when you could just die. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if not being shot, it's just anything. You know, I could walk outside and fucking get hit by a car. Anything could happen. You know what I'm saying? Or even with this whole, you know what I mean? Pandemic going, going on right, right now. Right. Like, 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 I think it puts things in, into perspective. People always ask me, why you put out so much music every year? And I'm like, bro, a lot of that shit is old. Like a lot of that shit has been recorded for years. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I gotta, I gotta space shit out. I can't just drop, 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 drop. Cause then shit is gonna fly under the radar. You know what I'm saying? There might I think be- it's really cool. Yeah, I think it's really cool that you have so much music readily available. So like, you know, someone who listens to our show is gonna hear you and then they're gonna find a project from yours and then they're gonna be able to do the history through the catalog. And it's just yeah. it's just there available, ready to go. Yeah, and everything everything keeps getting more progressive and, and I think a little bit better. Like I think every album, if you go back in my discography, you'll be like, a lot of these are completely different albums. They don't even sound the same. You know what I mean? Like the whole vibe of the album is completely different from one album to the next. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a that's a testament to me working with a lot of producers, just one on one, you know what I mean? Where the whole album is made by one producer. Oh, nice. That's that's one of the things I love about like just artists in general. When you're able to find something, and then you're able to do the history on them, you get to see the change. You know what I mean? The change in their voice, what they're talking about, what they're rapping about, singing about, different producers they work with, just to see the transition. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about it, and the fact that you know I'm a fan, so I get to appreciate that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and some people become stagnant. Some people don't don't progress. Their their music's pretty much the same every time. And their beats are always the same. They they rhyme on the same tempo. Like for me, I could go I could go from the slowest loop imaginable to the most up tempo shit you can think of. And and my range is 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 easy because I don't ever write the same kind of verse. Like I can't write a verse and then try to go spit it to a, to a beat. Like that that doesn't happen for me. I, I I write too intricately. So not everything's gonna sound good with everything. You know what I'm saying? So. The way I do it is I, I got to hear the beat. I got to write to the beat. I got to make it for what it is for that beat. Like, I can't just be... A lot of dudes I know can pin shit and then go spit it. And I'm like, damn, fam, I, I can't do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because because I might I might be pinning it one way and it might not go with how the beat is. You know what I mean? Because it might be too intricate. So it might be like, well, I got to rhyme too fast and it sound off. You know what I'm saying? Would you hold back that verse and maybe save it for a different beat or or like that happens on the daily? That happens all the time. And and people not using my verses for features. I wait about a year and then I and then I'm like, I don't care if they put it out again. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this shit for something else. And um I got a relationship with my man Demar who makes beats, who made the Soul Train mm-hmm. album with me. And um that, that album is fat. That track with uh recognize Ali, man. And he's he- right, but but he uh he uh He's the type where I could take a bunch of, of uh, acapellas from a different song and just give him the acapellas and he'll make it into a completely different song. Like um, like with, with Loose Change, the, the, 
songs that DMAR produced on Loose Change are all remixes. Those okay. aren't original songs. Okay, so are, are they, is it all based on beats beats per minute? Where he's just taking your acapella and just dropping it on the same BPM? He's yeah. taking my ad lib, finding out the BPM of the beat that I rhymed on, finding finding a beat with that same BPM and implementing my verses into his beats. And and, and sometimes those those mix and matches come out pretty damn good. Uh, because what, what you're actually doing is just aligning sound and aligning patterns. And he, he, that, that I paid my dudes join on there with the Queen sample on the Loose Change album. Like, Premier played that and all kinds of people played that shit. And honestly, that was his brother's beat. His brother makes beats as well. <coughs> that was his brother's beat. It didn't match the album. Right? I was like, it's too slow. And I don't really like rhyming on them slow-ass drum beats. Like the little boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom, boom. Cause I'm not an ad lib rapper, so I can't space my shit out like that and throw in a bunch of fucking ad libs that sound dope. Cause I'm not an ad lib rapper. Some of these dudes are incredible at ad libs, and it makes the song that much more dynamic. But for me, I'm just not an ad lib rapper. I never been. I don't do. I don't do multiple layers. My shit is one take. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not. Into, I'm not into all that extra shit. Like that's not really for me. I come from an era. You know what I'm saying? I'm 36 years old. I come from an era when, you know, motherfuckers was just rapping. And if you couldn't rap, you didn't rap, or you got your ass beat. Like, nowadays, nowadays, nowadays you could rap. You could be anybody you could rap. You could be a fucking 65-year-old white lady. You want to start rapping, you, your video might go viral because motherfuckers think it's funny. You know, but, but, but motherfuckers with real-ass talent that are actually really progressing the culture don't get half of the notoriety or exposure because we're not doing some gimmicky dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's just it's just it's just like baseball. Baseball is a game of failure. You, you hit the you hit the ball three out of ten times, you're a hall of famer. There's a lot of artists out there, a lot of, a lot of musicians that are are just batting maybe 290. They might not get that hall of fame status, but they're still improving the game. They're still, you know, high, you know, high class, high quality talent in the game, and they're inspiring to the next generations. And I really like what's happening out in LA with, you know, Planet Asia and um, count, like countless others, just even just the alchemists. Actually, that's a question I want to ask you. So you're based in LA, but you were born in New York. And when, when are, are you looking for, are you going to be working with the alchemists at some point? Because I would love to hear that. that. <laughs> um, funny shit is I met alchemists plenty of times because I'm good friends with big twins. That's my guy right there. And um, Twins has actually, I've been in front of Twins and he's been like, out, Supreme, Supreme nice with it, Supreme nice with it. And I'll be like, he's nice, but I'm not trying to fuck with it. So like, for, for me, it's same shit, same shit. Just him telling me that, I, that I'm nice, but I'm not his flavor is good enough for me. So he, he understands that what I'm doing is dope, but it might not be what he's trying to go for at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. If my shit keep growing and, you know, I finally get on his radar, he might want to fuck with your boy. But um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thirsty for it, if that makes sense. Like, I don't yeah. really give well, a fuck. Are. The listeners are. <laughs> right. Like, like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like a lot of people try to put me with mugs too, you know, and uh, mugs, mugs is kind of on uh, East Coast, vibe right now. He ain't been working with no West Coast dudes. And I tell people that all the time. I'm like, he not really fucking on, on my type of time right now. You know what I'm saying? 
And I think it just it's just a testament to me having to grow a little bit more to get more on people's radar, you know, which I have no problem with. I like being an underdog. I think that kind of makes me dope. Uh, I was I was talking to Kush, Elo, Elo Kush the other day about this. Yeah, I was talking to him about this the other day, and I was like, uh, I think I would be whack if I started getting too much notoriety. I think my bars, I think my bars wouldn't be as as potent as they are because I have a chip on my shoulder. I feel like the I feel like the villain. I feel like the bad guy in this underground scene. A lot of dudes hate me. A lot of dudes hate on me. A lot of dudes talk a lot of shit behind the scenes and then smile in my face. And I know who they are. And um, as long as they keep playing coward in front of my face, I just let them do them. You mm. know what I'm saying? That's a great because, way to approach those situations. Yeah, because, you know, for me, I'm a lot bigger than a lot of dudes. I'm 6'5", 230 pounds. So I'm not a little teeny rap dude. Um, and I think when these dudes see me, they finally understand it. And they're like, oh, that's probably why he makes all them, them bully bars and he's aggressive. I, I was, I had a full-blown scholarship to play football. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I tore my knee first year at University of Oregon. So, like, um, like I, I've, I've been through the, through the rigament row of, of sports and all that crazy shit. You know what I mean? Like, I used to, I used to beef with motherfuckers that's 6'8", 265 pounds. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I could get into fights and practice with dudes that big. You know, because I'm an I'm a aggressive type. I'm a tourist. So, like, my, my natural demeanor is aggressive. Um, so, you know, and I talk a lot of shit because I feel like I'll back it up. And if I take an ass whooping, I take an ass whooping. That's a part of life. You know what I mean? If you're willing to run your mouth, you get your ass beat. That's, that is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's kind of reverse right now? You know what I mean? A lot, a lot yeah. of shit talking, but not a lot of people willing to take that or at least step up to the plate. Well, yeah, with this underground shit, especially like motherfuckers really act really tough and nobody's been shot. Nobody's been stabbed. Nobody's been jumped. Nobody's been hurt. Like everybody's just tough on the internet, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, do, 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 do. I, I, they go on Twitter and, and and their heart just becomes fucking gigantic. When in actuality, they heart pump Kool Aid. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these dudes, a lot of these dudes though, I just I just smile at them, you know? Like I just be cool, cause you know my natural demeanor is very laid back, bro. Like I like getting high. I like fucking with bitches. I'm not into this whole, I want to worry about the, what the next man is doing type shit. Like, I don't really care what niggas is on, what they doing. I don't listen to rap music, to be honest with you. I couldn't really tell you who's dope in this underground scene, except some of the dudes I fuck with. You know what I mean? Because I've been fucking with them for years, though. If you think about it, I ain't really fucked with no new people that have came out. You know what I'm saying? Unless they hit me up on some, yo, Prem, I think your shit is dope. And people do that. And I salute them when they do do that. Because a lot of dudes... Their ego is too big for them to be like, yo, your shit is fire. I would like to work with you. You know what I mean? Like people, people think people think that that shit is degrading for them. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I've I've done that shit. Um, I did that shit with Chino XL. I did that shit with uh, Spit Gems. I did that shit with, with a bunch of people. I, Where you approached them and you said, I want to work with you guys. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, I think your fucking shit is flames. I love what you do. You know what I'm saying? I would love to be a part of something. You know, if I got to pay you, I'll pay you. If not, if you want to just do it on some verse for a verse shit. You know what I'm saying? I have no I have no issue with doing that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of dudes have issues because their ego is too inflated. And it's like, and a lot of dudes act like they don't know everybody. Like, this underground shit is small, bro. I, I've seen your name. I've seen your face, no matter who you are. You know, and when they approach me and act like they don't know me, like, oh, oh, what's up, bro? Oh, 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 <laughs> cerebral? Oh, 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 yeah. I never heard, like, like, 
Like that type of shit to me, that type of shit to me is like, it just makes me look at your character and I'm just like, you a fake ass motherfucker. You wouldn't last in my hood. Cause in my hood, you do that weird fake shit. Niggas gonna call you out. You probably gonna get your ass beat. So like, like I don't operate in a lot of, a lot of ways these dudes operate. And I've been to some of these dudes hoods and they not from the hood. And they're not, and they're not around gangsters. You know what I mean? It'd, it'd be the ones that you don't think because they don't talk about it. Those be the ones that be in the hood. Those be the ones that that are actually living that life. You know what I'm saying? And they don't talk about it because when you talking it and you living it, you you know you don't glorify it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these dudes, yeah, a lot of these dudes just want to glorify shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll never ever see me flashing money. You'll never ever see me flashing guns on the internet. Like that that'll never ever be me, because not even not even with that, bro. You just got to think to yourself, like, I'm from the streets, bro. So I think to myself, what, what would be an easy way for an agent to find out what I'm doing with my life? Post. <laughs> put on your videos and listen to your music. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm following you a little bit. So then, so then I'm talking about it, and then they're seeing it. That's automatic. Oh, man. I, sometimes what these guys post online, it's, it, and it, and it blows my mind. Too, yeah, and all they'll do is they'll just build a case on it. Yeah. They'll just build the case on it. And then you'll, your ass will go to jail, and then your ass won't be doing nothing. And, like, for me, I don't like jail because there's absolutely no females there. Yeah. So I'm not. You know, these not, these agents nowadays that, that got to catch people and build cases against people, we're pro- these guys are probably making it just so easy for them. You know what I mean? So Back easy. in the day, they had to trail people and catch people. Now they just open Instagram and then, bam. Think about Evidence. it. You po- you post that shit. You you erase it ten minutes later. It doesn't make a difference, bro. Somebody snapshotted that shit, and somebody yeah. has that picture. Now and, that shit is now that shit is with the feds. Now to go back to what you were saying just now, you know, where an artist might not want to approach another artist because and even though they think they're amazing, do you think they're putting their ego in front of growing the art? hundred percent. But I mean, like, are those kind of people the people you even want to deal with anyways? Because they're putting something above. You know, making the making the music, collaborating, creating great projects together. Like, yeah, just like even even when like I don't really fuck with these dudes like Mac Hami and Griselda and them. Like I don't know them, so I don't really fuck with them or no shit. But even them having a divide hurts the culture. Now them coming back together is gonna improve the culture because it just adds on to what we're all trying to do is make this shit as big as possible. And those guys, are the, those guys are some of the forerunners in this shit that make this shit possible for a lot of us. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Rock Marcy, Hus Kingpin, Plant Asia. You know, there's a bunch of people like that. But um, yeah, you know, like like Hus and West, they need to do music. That shit would be good for our scene, good for the culture. They're both dope as fuck. You know what I mean? They both made dope music in the past. Um, it would be nice to see PA doing music with them again. It would be nice to see all that. But, you know, there's a divide right now because there's a whole lot of ego. There's a whole lot of pride. And, uh, you know, uh, some brothers, some brothers just wasn't loved. You know what I mean? They they not loved in life. They wasn't loved when they was coming up. You know what I'm saying? So me, I've always had love, yo. Like I I don't I'm not I'm not thirsty for niggas to like me. You know what I'm saying? I get kind of upset that my music isn't as far as it should be because I know that I'm a lot better than a lot of these dudes when it comes to rapping. But I also know that I'm not the most personable motherfucker in the world. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I know my personality is kind of, you know, I'm a little bullyish and I'm a little, mm, I don't know you, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of how I am, you know what I'm saying? Because 
I, I've encountered too many fake people in my life and I kind of see fake shit and I kind of just be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, so, it's hard to be open with everybody, especially out the gate with every single person you meet, right? You can't be right. open. Right, and, and, and there's only a couple of cats that I've actually made real good friends with in this shit, like Ill Conscious. I consider him an actual friend of mine. We talk on the phone. He's going to come out here. I'm going to, you know, fuck, we're going to do some things. Isn't that you we were just listening to just now? Ill Conscious, he's a dread? Yeah, yeah. Yo, his shit is fire. Yeah. His shit came right after your shit on the YouTube clip, and it rolled into his shit. Yo, his shit is fire. And, and that, that's my that's my brother, you know what I'm saying? That's like, that's like a brother of my big twins, Dirt Diggs, Plantasia, Ralphie Reese, Hus Kingpin. Like me and Hus, Hus is my dude. I fucking love Hus, man. Hus is such a good dude, you know what I'm saying? Just a genuine dude. Like fuck rap shit. Like, like uh, me and him hang out. Yeah, that's my people. You that's know what I'm saying? saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just just now when we were listening um, <clears throat> to Gold Chain Warrior, which we're gonna get into uh, uh, a Project Asia album came up the block shaman and we were looking at the album cover of the block shaman of his album and then we were looking at your album cover and we were thinking like those because it's, it's great cover art you know what i mean great cover art on both and we were thinking like those two albums beside each other like come together somehow and then you guys have the song yeah i showed asia the album artwork while we were at Diggs' house recording and um the, actually the itchy tequila song and um, he was like, yo, who's on this shit? And I was telling him, and he's like, you you ain't got me on this shit? I'm not on this shit? And I'm like, nah. He's like, how you gonna have a gold chain album and I'm not on it? And I'm like, I'm like, well, yeah, like, I just didn't want to, because I don't like bothering a guy, you know what I mean? Me and him do a lot of music. Sometimes I just don't, I just don't want to reach out because I'm like, maybe I'm reaching out too much. You know what I'm saying? But when he told me, he was like, you stupid. Now you're supposed to tell me to do some shit on this. And I'm like, all right, word. You know what I'm saying? And then we knocked that joint out. And um, I was like, damn, perfect. You know, I needed him on it anyways, because it, it made it 10 songs. You know what I mean? I wanted it to be 10 songs. We had six, and the, and the album was fire. Don't get me wrong. It was, uh, I think we had, like, um, Different Cloths, Culture Freedom. It ain't, a, like, the first five or six songs, we had those, and we were just going to put out an EP. And then I was like, nah, let's keep doing this shit, bro. Let's make it an LP, you know what I'm saying? I think the people want to hear more music, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so that's how that came to fruition. But I think I think he was a little bit inspired by by what I did with that artwork, you know what I'm saying? Which is, I mean, I'm that's just, you know, I feel like I inspired, I inspired someone who inspires me on the daily. So that's beautiful. Yeah, man. Just looking at those two pictures bes- like beside each other that, that we were looking at earlier, it just just the way YouTube was, you know, how, how it came one after the other, you know, it was just a great, a great mix and a great fadeaway. But going back to your album, Gold Chain Warrior, we do see that, um, we see a couple of names a couple of times. We have uh, recognized real a couple of times. And, uh, and it goes back to what you were saying that you like to work with people that you're really cool with. And I think the project came out incredible. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, me, uh, Rec produced the whole album and, uh, yeah, and then and then like him and Rashid have been working on the album for a minute. So when I when I went to New York last November uh, to shoot some videos, like the this side video and, and all those videos. Yeah, I was about to say we were looking at that one. Uh, yeah, he uh, he was like, "Yo, come to my house, man." I was in, I was in I was in Bed Stuy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was in Bed Stuy, and he he lives in Queens, so he was like, "Cream, come come to the crib, dog." And I was like. 
all right, I got a bunch of shit I got to do, but I'll come after. And then I was like, I got Kush with me and I got uh, John Robinson with me. And he was like, oh man, we got to get a session in. And he was with Rashid. And so then like, that's how that all just came to fruition. And we knocked out all the, like all them joints where we're all together. We knocked that shit out that night. We knocked out It Ain't a Game. We knocked out Clark Darts. Like we, we did all that, you know. That was a crazy recording other, you know, session is what you're saying. Yeah, and you know what? Like, uh, Rashid, Rashid is just a good dude, man. He he reached out to me on Twitter uh, when I put out the first Clark's album with Kush, and he was like, "Yo, he was like, this shit is incredible, bro. Like, you did you did your thing, right?" And I'm like, "Oh shit," because I've been a fan of Rashid, you know. So I was like, "That's what's up." So I told him like, "Yo, I'm a fan of yours, bro. I appreciate you." And then he's like, "What you want to do? You want to get it in?" And I'm like, "Oh, you want it." You want to spar? I'm like, okay, let's do that. Me and him, we got a couple of joints, um, like the one we had with Napoleon, the God, the God tier joint. Um, that all that all happened from me and him trading verses. Like I'm on his new album with Rec Real with a, uh, on a song with him and PA, and that song is is fucking insane. Man, I really appreciate you sharing that. You know what I mean? I love. I'm I'm, I'm just a fan of how 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 all together and the fact that you're giving us that insight about how you collaborate that that was a great share man i appreciate that yeah man we all we all wrote them shits right in front of each other man this this ain't no uh this ain't no uh you know i'm gonna go home and take two weeks to write these verses you know what I mean? this is like uh i call it like the coliseum you know when we all get in there but you got to remember when it's a bunch of us in there like that it's a lot of energy and it's a lot of like i want to be better than you you know what i'm saying and we all kind of finished our verses at the same time. We all took about like 35 minutes to write the verses. You know what I mean? So it, it was kind of crazy. Uh, the Culture Freedom joint, Rashid had his verse finished first. He finished that shit quick. I was like, God damn, this motherfucker write fast as fuck. And you get to see how different artists create as well, too. You know what I mean? I always ask these kind of questions to my cousin here and the artists that he collaborates with. I just love hearing about the process. And I love hearing about these crazy nights and these wicked recording sessions and how you how artists learn from each other and then these projects and tracks come to funner it's a lot funner when you record it together like um the itchy tequila song that me and me and pa did with the video that was um i had some i had some of my boys from the bronx in town and um i had took them over to gig's house we recorded a couple joints pa have just popped up out of nowhere um some other cats came through we was all in there just talking shit to each other Diggs throws on this these beats PA's like, yo, PA's like, Cream, we gonna get one in tonight. And I'm like, damn, bro, I'm tired. I've been recording all day. He like, we, we, gonna, we gonna do this right now. So he's going through the beats and he picked that beat. And like, to be honest with you, I wasn't even a fan of that shit. I was like, I don't know about this beat. This beat sound crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, it just sounded kind of off-brandish to me. And I was just like, I, I don't know. I'm not really feeling it. And he's like, nah, this the one. So we gonna do this one. So I'm like, all right, I'm not finna argue with this motherfucker. So I'm like, all right. And then I just sat there and pinned it out. Went in there, knocked it out real quick. And uh, he knocked this shit out right after me. And I was just like, damn, bro. It, it's it's fun creating like that because we both, we were just sitting in there talking shit and we were writing the verses and talking shit to each other. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like... Because you guys were with each other, you were able to feed off his energy and feed off of what he was trying to tell you. Are you kind of missing that right now when you're collaborating with artists on how you guys are trying to create music right now with what's, what's going on in the world or... Um, no, nah, because a lot of times I send my verse out first. Yeah. I'm not, 
I'm not worried about anybody annihilating me, really. <laughs> the only person that kind of makes me nervous when he sends shit is ill conscious. Ill conscious, nice. Because ill conscious got that ill conscious got that crazy flow, man. And I just be like, I'm a fan, bro. So I'm like, damn, this motherfucker is so nice. And um, and I'm like, damn, am I is my shit nice? I gotta ask people sometimes, like, yo, is this shit nice? They be like, hell yeah, that shit's nice. I'm like, you sure? But he him and PA are like really. I would say the only ones that kind of get me a little nervous sometimes where I'm like, damn, I hope this motherfucker didn't kill me. You know what I mean? But uh that that that's always a good thing, bro. It's good to feel it's good to feel yeah, it's good to it's good to feel nervous, bro. It's good to feel like you're you're not good. It, it's really good to feel like that. Trust me, like that that type of shit where I tell myself, like, damn, I suck. I'm not that good. Like then I'm thinking in my head, I gotta fucking be nicer. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. And that I think that fuels fire in me, you know what I mean? Because it makes me want to mm -hmm. be nicer. It makes me sit there and have to think a little bit harder, you know what I mean? It sounds like to overcome that hurdle that you're doing it yourself. You're, you're overcoming that challenge, that hurdle yourself versus saying, am I good? And literally having somebody say, yeah, you're good, man. What are you talking about? I like how you channel what, what, what's, in, what's within. I, I mean, I'm a, like I said, I'm a fan. I know what's nice and what 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 is what's nicer than what's something else. So like when he's, when they spit some shit and I'm like, that's nicer than what I wrote. That shit fuels my fire. Cause I'm like, damn it. Why was I, why was I sit? You know, why was I sitting there not trying to be better than him? You know, that's what I think in my head. I'm like, damn, he, he was better than me. He heard my verse and was like, oh, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. And that type of shit makes me a little angry. It makes me feel like I got to get him on the next one. You know what I'm saying? I got to get him on the next one. The, the posse, the posse cut. Or competition is real. It's like track and field for real, you know. Um, especially if you see artists go go in front of you. So that's why I understand what you're saying. You don't see you don't see a lot of posse cuts no more either. If you notice that, like I do a lot of I do a lot of posse cuts. I love I love four MCs on one song going back to back, no hook. I love that shit because that gives me the Wu Tang feel. That gives me the feel of the music that I fell in love with. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like the symphony, Marley Mall, man. You know, in those days, see the, the best MCs on one song. That's a real competition right there. And it's, I think in rap, there's too much competition, not enough cooperation, where everyone's just cooperating with one another, but we're still eating at the same table and we're, and we're feeding the fans. You know, we're doing this for the fans anyways. These fools be too, they be too fan, fanboy with, with each other. I think sometimes, I, I think motherfuckers be too fanboy with it. They not. They don't care if they get murdered on their own shit. Can I, ask you guys a, can I ask you guys a quick question? Um, just because I'm just a fan, not a true artist. By posse cut, you mean it's just the tracks where you just have verses, no hooks. A uh, posse cut would be like four or five MCs on one song. Oh, you can have, you can have a hook. You can have a hook, but usually it doesn't. It doesn't have to be. Like, there was a lot of great cuts. I mean, like you know, LL Cool J with Prodigy. Uh, were you, were you, did you listen to a lot of Mob Deep or, or what were you listening to coming up, man? Was it a lot of East Coast or West Coast? It was a mixture of, of pretty much everything. Um, Cause everybody I lived around, I lived in a little crip neighborhood with a lot of gangsters. So um, my neighborhood was full of dudes that listened to like Three Six Mafia, Brother Lynch, Selly Cell, uh, E-40, Too Short, Snoop, Dre, uh, The Twins, yeah, Spice One, do, uh, do, do or Die, Do or Die, yeah, Do or Die, um, Twister, like, Oh, they used to listen to all that type of shit. So I was heavily influenced 
by all of that shit. I'm a huge fan of Brother Lynch. I'm like a huge fan of his. Even though his shit is off the wall nutty, like the way he rides. Your shit's kind of off the wall nutty too, son. Right, <laughs> Respectfully. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? We both have that mentality of like kill or be killed kind of shit. You know what I mean? Survival of the illness. So I, I used to love him when I was little. Like I used to bump they shit on the regular. Um, the whole EBK shit, you know, that whole Sacramento movement back in the day. I was a fan of all that shit, bro. Um, yeah, yeah, my, my boys were always into, uh, like, crucial conflict and, like, all kind of weird shit, right? But I was always, I was always an MC fan. So, like, I used to love when I was, like, Rakim is, like, the god MC, of course, the most. Um, Big Daddy Kane was a huge influence to me. Uh... Kooji rap, you know what I'm saying? KRS, uh, fuck, you know, like uh, everybody from back in the day. And then, and then of course, the 90s wave is when I was kind of becoming a teenager and, um, you know, I was really into hip hop like that. So of course, like Nas, uh, you know, AZ, I'm a huge AZ fan. I'm a huge, I'm a huge pun fan. I'm a huge uh, Big L fan. I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. Uh, I'm a huge Mob Deep fan, of course. Like, P is one of my all-time favorite MCs ever. Um, just, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of just hip-hop, uh, boot camp click. Um, Sean Price? You a big fan of Sean P? Yeah, of course, man. I'm, I mean, if you if you weren't a fan of just Sean P as a human being, you probably were fucking weirdo. You know what I mean? Rest in peace, Sean P. Uh, it was his birthday um, on March 17th. So Yeah, and uh, the dopest shit is the, the day I met Aguilar is uh, I had opened up for Sean P at this crazy underground spot in L.A. And I went, I went, I went right before him. Uh, so the crowd was fucking packed. They was booing. They was booing motherfuckers at that show. And, uh, and I had never done a show at that at that place and I was like these motherfuckers don't I was telling my man like these motherfuckers don't know who I am and he's like Preem just go up there and do your shit and do it how you do it and he's like fuck it he's like fuck it you know what I'm saying just be you son because when I get the mic and I'm on like state like I'm aggressive live like my live shit I think is better because you get to actually see me get aggressive and be crazy with these bars so like I went up there and just did my thing you know what I'm saying and then you know that's how shit that's how shit comes to be you know what I'm saying so, whoa, so after you did that, what was like the next thing you did? Because that's pretty after, serious. That's pretty serious. Oh, oh, so no, so so the, with the Sean P shit. So um I went up there, right? And my cousin, my cousin was like, um, just, you know, do you. So I went up there and I just fucking went in, yo. And I had this is like this is 2000, fuck, I would say maybe 12, 13, something like that. So I, I think I had like my Bugsy, you know, two mixtape out. And um, I just went in there and I picked the, the I, I asked like a bunch of people and I was like, what are the best beats? Like the most, the most, you know, boom, boom beat. That was like, all right, cool. So I got those five songs. I went out there and just killed it. And I mean, I, this is how the crowd was looking at me. This is not an exaggeration. It was like this. Yeah, like those, I know those ones, yeah. And then I was like, yo, is this shit whack? You know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't know. And then my last song, I was like, yo, yo, thank y'all motherfuckers for mm-hmm. rocking with me. My name is Supreme Cerebral. I'm out this motherfucker. And the whole yes. crowd cheered. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? 
they were in shock yeah. or in awe the whole time you were rapping earlier. So Sean P, Aguilar, PF Cutting, they was all like right there on the side waiting to go on stage. They was waiting for me to get off stage. Yeah. And uh, and as soon as I walked by, shit, I looked at P, you know, I just went like that, like, you know, respect. And he was like, shit was hard. Shit was hard. Right. And then Aguilar, Aguilar threw his arm around me. He was like, yo, 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 what's your name? Yo, yo, I'm Aguilar. And I was like, Aguilar from, from Purple City, like back in the day? He was like, yeah, yeah, good, good. You know, I'm crazy because Ag's a crazy motherfucker. And I, I've been friends with Aguilar since then. You know what I mean? And uh, that's how me and Aguilar's relationship started and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? But rest in peace to Sean Price, man. Uh, he was an incredible, incredible performer, incredible MC. And, uh, one of the best personalities ever in hip hop. Yeah. Oh man, thanks for that story on the show. That was he wicked. Was he was definitely the best in the game when he passed, man. Yeah, uh, he was just. It 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 seems to happen to to most uh, most of our heroes, man. They're they're at that 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 uh, pinnacle in their life where they're going like this. Uh, even with Prodigy, man, Prodigy was making such um, godly music. I would like to say, like the Hegelian dialect. I mean, <laughs> Prodigy is. Prodigy, Prodigy is missed crazy, man. They both are, man. But but P was P was a uh, Prodigy was another animal, you know. Like my my deep had been around forever, you know. Helter Skelter been around too forever, but I, I felt like I felt like I had a little bit more of like a like when H and I C came out, bro. That was like I didn't take that shit out of my tape deck for probably about a year. That's not even an exaggeration. If you was in the car with me, we was slapping that shit. That's like when I first met Twin, I was so excited to meet Twin that I ran up on him like aggressive. How'd you meet how'd you meet Twin? Tell tell us about that story. Yeah, and he was he was looking at me like, who the fuck is this? Because you're six five, two sixty. Because I went up to him and I'm like, yo, what up? I went up to him and I'm like, yo, what up? Like excited, like what up? And he was like, what the fuck? He's looking around like, who the fuck is this? And then I'm like, oh, I'm Supreme Cerebral and shit. I came with Huss. And he was like, oh, word. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then ever since then, me and, me and Twin just kind of clicked. You know what I mean? Like, that's, every time I see him, it's crazy love. You know, he's always trying to, uh, he's always trying to give me to test his weed and all that shit. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, yeah, he got like he got like three different strands of weed. He got like three different strands of weed right now. So uh, he doing it big, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but me, he he knows me for like blunt, big ass blunts and shit. Like he he's always like niggas in Queensbridge be watching your live. They be they be tripping out. You be blowing the big ass blunts. And when I go to New York, I be blowing big ass blunts, yo. And motherfuckers be scared to blow in like Soho and shit like that because you know they be undercovers and shit. And I don't give a fuck. It's not legal to burn trees in the NYC. <laughs> Yeah, you can't really, like, you can now, kind of, but before, if you was in them uppity areas, like, they would get on you. I, I was smoking, um, look, check this out, Sycamore Styles, the guy who makes the Wallabies, he was, uh, he, he had a he had an opening at the Clark store in Soho. Me and Kush went over there. This is 2015, I believe. Um, me and Kush had went over there to the, to the opening or whatever, and, um, I rolled a big ass blunt, yo, and I stood outside of the Clark store, right across from the Louis store and all that crazy shit. I'm blowing this big ass joint, yo. Kush don't smoke, right? He over there just standing with me. Kush and, don't um, smoke. Actually, yeah, that's a shot. That's a shot of the whole episode right now. Kush don't smoke. Yeah, Kush, Kush, Kush don't, Kush don't do it. Kush, Kush be like, yo, you on that POT, son. Call it the pot, you know what I'm saying? 
But yeah, we was over there and I'm blowing, I'm blowing it. And I mean, there's thousands of people that are walking by. This is Soho, yo. This is like, you know. So, so mad people just smiling at me like this motherfucker crazy. Like they just looking at me like this motherfucker crazy. And uh, long story short, this undercover ran across the street, pulled his badge out, like freeze, motherfucker. And I'm sitting there like this. <laughs> yeah, just blowing. And he's like, motherfucker, put that shit out. Like, all this crazy shit. And then, and long story short, I, I show him my ID. I'm like, I'm from Cali, bro. We do this shit anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So then he he ended up letting me go. I didn't have no other weed on me. He made me put the weed out, whatever, whatever. But yeah. it but it was funny because there was a dude on a bike, old Puerto Rican cat on a bike. And he was like, he was like, hey, papi, if this was three months ago, your ass would have been in Rikers. Oh, no. <laughs> I just started laughing. I just started laughing. I was like, thank God for that, that, that law passing. How's <laughs> life in Cali right now, man? What's going on in Cali? I'm, I'm thinking I need to relocate. Yeah, man. Cali is nice. It's just expensive. Mm. What's the cost of, cost of living like out there? Like, how much of like a one-bedroom condo? What, what kind of rent? It depends on where you want to be. Like, and you want to be in a nice area because you don't want to be in a gang-infested area. So... You're gonna end up paying about sixteen hundred for a one bedroom. Okay. In in what area? Where is that? Calabasas? <laughs> Sorry, I don't my geography sucks. <laughs> nah, Calabasas is like the valley, close to the valley, close to Malibu. So that's not even like they don't even consider that. That's way out there, you know what I'm saying? And I live I live in Santa Ana, so I'm not even in LA County. I'm in the, the next county over. It takes me about 25 minutes to get to, to LA, 25, 30 minutes. So that's not too bad though. Nah, and I'm in I'm in a I'm in a nice area, bro. You know what I'm saying? I moved up out that, that hood shit. I'm too old to be around that hood shit. How would you compare like that Soho area in New York? Obviously being that that's like a more uppity, like rich area to like a really rich area in California. Like Rodeo Drive? I, yeah, like Rodeo Drive. I've only seen Rodeo in the movies. Me yeah, that'd be like you going, but you could go blow a fat-ass blood and walk into the movie store in Rodeo Drive and nobody gonna say Like, you could go up in there smelling like piff. They not gonna say shit to you. As long as you got a bag, they'd be like, whatever. I mean, that's crazy, man. I've always thought of things about... I've always, because I've always like I got some, I got some hood ass friends that really do it big. So like they be in the Gucci store, they be in the Louis store, they be in like the Balmain store and Balenciaga, and they're hoodlums, you know what I mean? But they wearing they wearing thousand dollars worth of thousands of dollars worth of clothes, you know what I'm saying? But in a spot like maybe Soho, like they might be a little bit more reluctant to sell the, the merchandise to. I don't really think that that I just think it's just a little bit more upscale. Like you'll just have a lot more, I'd say uppity ass white folks over there than you would in LA. Cause there's a lot of like it's a melting pot out here. So it, it's not necessarily gonna be the white people that are rich. It could be the Armenians, it could be the Persians, it could be the the Asians, it could be the Russians, it could be anything. You know, what and I'm LA brings in people from all over the world on yeah. a daily basis. Yeah, so like and, and it's diverse out here, you know? Um, is is there gotta, a Caribbean community out there? No, there it, it's small. There is, but it's very small. Like, um, that's one of the things I love most about New York is the Caribbean culture. Being able to get uh, Jamaican food, being able to get oxtail and jerk chicken and real shit, you know what I mean? Um, and the women. Caribbean girls yeah. are bad. 
Yeah, and and you know it's different because like the the New York girls, like the Puerto Rican women, the Dominican women, the the Trinis, the um, you know, just the different the Italian girls. They 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 different than the Mexican girls out here, the black girls out here. Like it's it's a completely different vibe of women. You know what I'm saying? It, like it's have to do with like the weed culture, or the fashion culture, the food culture. Like, where do you think the difference comes from? The girls in LA always get more sun. I don't know. I, well, they get more, yeah, vitamin D. Pause. Yeah, they definitely getting the vitamin D. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, just g- girls out here, I think, are a little bit more bougie. Well, I think, actually, I would say, actually, I would say way more bougie than the girls in New York. Um, I like being in the projects in uh, New York. Cause the women out there, you could find like a diamond in the rough. Some sometimes in LA in the project, not this ain't always. I'm not trying. There's no LA projects at all, but it'd be a lot of ugh, it'd be a lot of booger wolves up in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so it's like you know what I mean, and it'd be like real gangster broads. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to fuck with a broad on that straight gangster shit. Like a real life gang member broad. You know what I mean? Up up here in Toronto, we definitely have our. Uh... Our gangster style chicks, and some sometimes they could be a little turn off, but you know, just like you said, you can always find that di- diamond in the rough. But definitely shout out to all the ladies. Um, quick question, man. You you referenced, I think you referenced Canada more than Raekwon. So because I could listen to your music, man. Are you Canadian? Do you have status? Um, we'd love to give you status, man, because we love what you're doing. But have you ever been up to 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 Toronto, to Canada, anywhere? Nah, I never been to Canada at all. I uh, I actually like uh, I'm into hiking and shit, right? Like I'm into fitness type shit, right? So I wanted to go I wanted to go to Montana and do this hike that goes into Canada, you know what I'm saying? But but that's like the wilderness. That's not like real Canada. But I do want to go to Toronto bad because I've met some bad bitches out here that are from out there. Because we have the the, the crazy winters when it comes summertime. I mean, outside of this pandemic shit, of course. When it comes summertime, them girls is out there. Well, the best the best time to come. We we have a um, a carnival here called Caravana, and it's usually the first weekend of August, and it's about a million people in the city, and it's uh, you know Guyanese. Well, we're Guyanese, um, you know, Trinities, you know, all sorts of Caribbeans, and it's a it's a great time. But the pandemic has kind of killed it. I don't know how our parade or any celebration will be post-pandemic, but it seems like it's going to be zero to none. But if it does pop off, man, I would I would make the recommendation. But, you know, putting on a show out here, Toronto loves his hip-hop as well, too, man. And there's a, a DJ out here uh, called Scratch Bastard. And uh, he usually puts on this barbecue. Last time he had Smith & Wesson. Um, he had a whole bunch of super dope artists, man. So there's a couple of events out here that could, you know, Align with your career and 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 with your with your leisure as well. Yeah, because you did mention you want to see some Caribbean ladies. So during Caribana, that's why that's why like a couple of my a couple of my references are like you know I talk about like women now in Canada because I've met a lot of women that are from Toronto that are in LA for the clubs and the nights and shit. So I'd be like, "Where you from, Ma?" She'd be like, "Toronto," and I'm like, "God damn." I'm like, y'all bitches all look like that because they all be fine as fuck, too. I'm like, God damn. It's any color you want out here, son. Any color you want. It's <laughs> any color you want. It's truly the melting pot out here. As long as they friendly. Like I said, the only place I've ever really been 
where bitches are crazy bougie is LA, man. LA, that's it. Yeah, just just kind of that vibe out here. But if you look, but if you look like you got money in the club, or you wish some motherfuckers they got the money and you just look good, you could easily just fandango a bitch real quick. You know what I mean? Does and LA kind of like, bring that kind of like they bring the vibe mentality in the air? Of they want a baller. That's like all they do. They just like I go in there with like you know you know I, I think I dress decent so I go in there with my my shit you know couple chains my gold grill and shit bitches think I'm fucking a millionaire I'm like bitch I live in a, I live in a nice apartment and all that but I'm not a fucking millionaire bitch yeah, well you know I mean six six five two sixty you can tell them that yeah you play for the Chargers it doesn't matter it just tells them the bitches Supreme Sharifs all the time bro they think fucking they be like. Tell a bitch I play ball overseas. They're like, oh, really? That's nice. Like, <laughs> they don't oh, give a fuck. They just want to know if you got if you got Fetty on you or not. They want to know if you're an alien, if you got that green. Is your money Martian? You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, you were born in the so you were born in the Bronx? Nah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Um, and, and what's your lineage? Did you are you like American true and true? Uh my my mother is uh She's pretty much mainly white. Uh, she got some Indian in her blood. Her her great grandfather's like full blooded Indian, but uh, like she's native, native like, Indian, native Indian, yeah. So she, but she, you know, she a white lady. She's like uh, French, German, and Dutch, I believe. Uh, and then pops is uh, is Boricua, and uh, his pops is a Creole. He's from Louisiana. So did did they ever try to get you to play baseball? I see you wearing um, the Yankee hat. No, no, you know what? Um, my dad is crazy, crazy. He was crazy, crazy into basketball and um, and football when I was little. So I excelled in both of those sports in high school. I got the scholarship for football. Um, but but um, now baseball was never a thing in my house, yo. I got into baseball when I when I went into high school. I had tried out for the baseball team or whatever. And I was killing. I was like, "Ooh, I could murder the sport." But they, they, they conflicted with uh with football. So it was like, uh, so it was like, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Because I was so good at football. So I was just like, I'd rather just do that. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, but yeah, now nah, the Yankees. I, I've always been a Yankee fan. Um, but um, I really got into I really got into baseball. I think when I got when I got out of high school, um. That's when I really got into baseball. And then, like, I'd say the last four or five years, I've actually been traveling. Like, when they come out here to, like, San Francisco or Oakland, I'll go to the games. I'll go out there. Um, or if they come to San Diego. Yeah, if they go to San Diego, I'll go to the That's where I want to go, San Diego. So I got, a, I, got a couple of, I got a couple of good friends who are from NY as well who are uh, huge Yankee guys out here. So uh, we kind of just do our rounds. We go to Angel Stadium, which is down the street from me. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so, like, whenever the Yankees play, and you'll be surprised, bro. There'd be hundreds of Yankees. So it'd be crazy. It'd be fun, though. I go I go with, like, especially in Anaheim, I go with the fucking crazy-ass Yankee hats with all the patches and shit, and then all, all them old New York motherfuckers. <laughs> be like, Where'd you get that hat from? Yeah, boy. You know what I'm saying? They be bugging the fuck out and shit. It's fun, though, like. I'm a huge baseball guy, you know. So oh, that's awesome. Damn, it, um, sounds, it sounds wicked being a sports fan out there because when, like, when the Yankees come to town, you can go to different cities and see them a bunch of times. Yeah, because you have San yeah, Diego, because, uh, and L.A. And, yeah, you got to think all that shit is not far. 
Yeah, um, that's incredible. Within driving so, distance. Yeah, it. I mean, it's seven hours to get up to San Francisco from where I'm at, but realistically, when you're doing that drive, smoking big, like, that shit don't seem like it's that long. It don't. It's two hours to New York. That's eight hours. Yeah. It's an eight-hour drive. Yeah, it's not. It, do, it doesn't seem that long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you kind of, you're like, whatever. You know what I mean? Well, especially um, when you're doing something you like, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then like, San Francisco's a dope city, yo. I love San Francisco. It's just a, the way it's built. It's kind of New Yorkish. You know, it's like the West Coast. Of um, and their stadium is right on the water. It's fucking ill. You know what I'm saying? San Diego Stadium is, like, right behind all these high rises. It's, like, built into the ground. It's fucking nuts, yo. It's beautiful. Petco Stadium is probably, yeah, if you guys go to San Diego, try to go to a baseball game, yo. It don't matter who they play. All the cities in California are definitely on the list. I really want to get out there one day. Yeah, that's like, I still got to hit, I still got to hit Wrigley, the White Sox Stadium. I got to go to Toronto to see a game. Hey. Um, I got to go. There's like, there's like, I think, I think there's like seven, seven or eight stadiums I haven't been to yet. Right. You got that bucket list. Yeah, I got that bucket list. I got to go to Colorado, watch the Rockies. Minnesota. Minnesota looks yeah, like they yeah, have a nice I got, a, I got yeah, the Brewers. The Brewers is up there. Um, uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, man. I just, I just gotta, I gotta make that happen. Like when I go to Chicago, though, I'll probably do the Milwaukee and all that shit that's surrounding it. I've been to Baltimore though, and uh, the Baltimore Stadium they fucking serve crab cakes and crab. That shit is nuts. <laughs> that shit is nuts. Bro, it's case, beautiful me. over there. It's beautiful over there. You know what I'm saying? You ever that consider shit. you ever consider going to one of those states or one of those areas <clears throat> that are fully open right now? Lockdowns are like Florida, um Georgia, Texas, I believe, is also open. You ever consider going out there and maybe hitting shows and stuff like that? Or are you, or are you a little reluctant? Yeah, are you are you touring soon soon or what 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 is what is uh what does 2021 look like for you? I haven't had any anything that I thought of. I got a show, an outdoor festival in San Bernardino on the 17th with Fashan. Right. Oh, wow. Me and Fashan are, me and Fashan are headlining the, the, the show. A- April 17th? Yeah, April 17th. Okay, so April 17th. That's the yeah. only thing, that's the only thing that I have lined up uh, recently. I just been doing a lot of Zooms, a lot of call-ins, a lot of, you know, just, just shit like that. Um, I'm the type of dude too. I love, I love to go and do shows like in the flesh. Um, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, I love going up there and being able to freestyle and, and show my talent and, you know, get to build with people in person. Um, that's why I go to New York every year and do that little tour that I was doing uh, where I would hit all the radio stations and everything. Um, just because, you know, I, I appreciate the DJs is mainly why I do that shit. And um, it's, it's a good way to, it's a good way to connect with people when you get to sit down with them in a physical and, uh, you know, cause then, then you guys get the vibe off the camera and you know, all that bullshit, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, yeah. I talked to him. Um, I talked to Tony touch too. I talked to, uh, I talked to eclipse. Um, you know, they're, they're gradually starting to have people and shit like that. But, uh, for me, I'm not even really like, like when I, I might go to New York, probably in the middle of April. Um, cause I got to shoot, I'm gonna go shoot some videos with Kush for, uh, Clark Connoisseurs 2. Yeah, we got Clark 2 coming with, with the craziest vinyl that I've seen in a while. And not just because it's mine, just because it's, it's crazy. 
So uh, we got we got part one and two together in a gatefold with with multicolored uh, vinyls. So it's gonna be it's gonna be real dope. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the album because I love doing shit with Kush. You know, uh, me and Kush have this incredible brotherhood that we probably had for like ten years now. I met I met him on tour. He was on tour with John Robinson, and um, they were in Cali, and I, I opened up for them. And um, and uh, I got off stage, and I had Wally's on and shit, and. Um, Kush had Wally's on, and he was like, uh, yo, Don, where you get them Wally's from? And I was like, who the fuck is this motherfucker, right? So I'm like, uh, I'm like, yo, I got these from my man and shit, run the shop in LA and shit. He's like, yo, you got to show me where to get those. He had mismatched with Wally's on. He had like two different colored Wally's on, and I was like, I, I was like, I love how he did that, right? I was like, oh, I love how he did that. So I was like, yo, where you get your shit from? He's like, nah, Lord, these are two different pairs. I put them together. I was like, I was like, what? Right? So so me and him kind of just, we clicked after that. And he was like, he literally told me to my face, you're the only other person I've heard talk about Clarks and Wally's in your raps. You know what I mean? And I'm like, bro, I've been doing that shit since 98, 99. Like, I've been rapping about Clarks forever. Like, that was like my, that was like my thing. I would always be like, uh, Wally color, da-da-da, you know, Clark color, da-da-da. Like, that's like my thing. I've been doing that shit for years, bro, because I have an extensive collection of Clarks, you know what I mean? So I was always into Wallabies, and I was influenced, obviously, by being a humongous Ghostface and Raekwon fan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who's the reggae that made the song about? It's Vice, Vice Cartel. I don't know, man, maybe... Yeah, yeah, maybe but he's out, ain't he? He's out, right? No, he's still in jail, but maybe he turned the track and he and, and it influenced him to bring out the song about Clarks. What's crazy is what that might put you over the main time. What's crazy is um we did that first album, right? And then um the the CFO of Clarks, London. Yeah contacted us. Oh, whoa. And I was like, oh, shit, he's going to be mad about the cover. You know what I mean? Because we used the fucking Clark shoe. I was like, damn, he probably going to tell us to take this shit down. He was like, I love what y'all did with that album. I think it's incredible, and I would love to send you guys some shoes. Wow. So they sent us like, they sent us like 10 pair each, and I got all the new Wu-Tang joints and all this shit. I was like, damn, son, this is love right here. Wow. And then, um, we were we were writing up a business proposition to them, and something went wrong. I don't know. Oh, no. I think it might have been with Kush, and that it severed the relationship with that. Right. But I was I was so excited, yo! I was like, oh shit, we might get this sponsorship from Clarks, yo! Yeah, like fuck rap. I don't even care about rap no more. <laughs> I just want to rock. I want to shoot. I want to do photo shoots with the Clarks all day. Like that's yeah. that's what I was thinking in my head. Like, oh my god, I got so many outfits that I could just murder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it didn't it didn't end up working out the way it is. So uh, maybe maybe part two might re spark their interest again. I hope. Why not? Why not? Um, I think with the vinyl. I think with the vinyl. I think with the vinyl and everything, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be special, yo. I think it's gonna be special. I love the fact that. Uh, Copenhagen has actually taken a liking to me and, and we've been able to make great business, you know what I mean, together. Okay. You know, with the last year, last year we did uh, we did Gaddafi and the Ultimate Mind and they sold another out. great album cover. The way you had 
the Gaddafi picture and the way I was looking at it, and, and de- you can definitely tell me, but I was looking at it like, like these are like the energies that come out of somebody because you kind of had like three auras coming out of him too. I, that was yeah. another wicked cover art. I like just, I don't know, bro. I don't want, I don't want to be like none of these motherfuckers, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't want the dude that makes all these covers for all these dudes. I don't know his name. I forget his name. Uh, mm-hmm. Starts with a CX Copington oh, or whatever his name is. Uh, the Griselda joints and all those ones? Yeah, just, just the dudes that do all them, all them, everybody, like the, yeah, all the yeah. popular dudes. I don't mm-hmm. want to do, I don't want them to, fu- I don't want to have anything that looks anything remotely like that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because I feel like everybody's dick riding the fuck out of each other and taking each other's ideas instead of just being original. Um, it's it's you like know what they did with, Mark, with Rock Marciano. They're going to make a cut. Like, Mar- Marcy created a lane for himself. And everybody got into his lane. And they kind of distorted what his lane was. And uh, but when a guy like Morris, he continues to reinvent himself. So he's gonna be all right. But I just thought I love I love the fact that Rock always puts himself on the covers too. <laughs> yeah. In traditional musician style. Like, why why Right. So so like like uh I got an album coming later this year. Um it's a little EP. It's my last album that I'm gonna do this year. And uh I I'm on the cover. I was like, fuck it, I'm putting myself on the cover. You know, so so I'm gonna try to transition that too, doing photo shoots for covers and 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 making shit like that because I feel like there's an oversaturation of of artsy shit. Mm. But you gotta so have like, a good mix. You gotta have a good mix, I guess. Yeah, the, I feel those like, two I album feel covers like, have wicked covers, and then I guess now you're gonna put yourself on it to give yeah, the people like, a good mix. Yeah, I feel like. I think it's you look at some cover art, it, it gets you amped to like go cop some new gears or something like that, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And you know, I think you get to show you get to show your swagger, your your, your pizzazz, you know, what you what you bring to the table. You know what I mean? I think that's important. Um don't get me don't get me wrong. I fucking love the Gaddafi cover art. Yeah, you know it's I mean? sick. I love Billy Bonks for drawing the ultimate mind art for me. Um oh, I got that, that. That's crazy. I, mean, I got that like original painting. Work. I got that original painting framed in my house. Nice. Uh, so, what about merch? Yeah, are, you, are you pressing any shirts or anything like that? Um, I did for the Ultimate Mind, um, and we sold out those champion shirts. Um, but uh, nice, nice. I, ne- the next drop I have is is my album with Dirt Diggs. All right. That's the next uh, merchandise. Yeah, merchandise joint. So uh, that's gonna come in the summertime. So we'll have tea. <laughs> And all that shit. Are you um, keeping it consistent where you're you're kind of doing the majority, if not all, of the project with the same producer? I guess that's Dirt Diggs in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's that's in-house. That's um uh, that's gold chain shit. So um we we've been talking about doing this shit probably for like six years. Mm. I just finally got around to doing it last year. So um we got it finished. We've had it finished for a minute. Um, I just told them I was gonna drop this shit with Rec and I'm gonna drop the Kush shit first. So, uh, you know, they was cool with, with letting me do my thing. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we got vinyl coming for that. Um, cool. Everybody's on it. Like, I got Tri-State on it. I got PA on it. I got I got Huss on it. I got... Oh, uh, Tri-State. I haven't heard the name in a while, but, you know, that, that's... That's that's Ono and... Uh... Yeah, I had, to, I had to throw my OG on it, man. Like, I had to make sure that... My album with Diggs had all the OGs on. The only person I'm really missing is Killer Ben. Um, I was trying to get that shit, but it just didn't happen. 
Um, so, but that's the only, you know, GCM member that that I feel like is missing from, from this album. <clears throat> so shout, shout, shout out to your boy Alphabetic, because in my opinion right now, the Beagles is is the song of the year. I'm like, I don't even have I don't have an award show, but I think the people before you go show at the end of the year will have to have an award show. And that's our first nomination for our first category. And I'm saying it right now. And I've watched the video for that. It's at the point where it's the, the melody is in my head without the song playing when I wake up in the morning. So salute for that. And your boy Alphabetic Man, that dude, he, I'm not saying that, I'm not ranking him, but he killed his verse on that song. That song is crazy. Man, and, and those, the, him and Oda Great, those are like my brothers, yo. Um, and them dudes, them dudes is real project dudes, man. Like, I shot, I shot the uh, Project Mindstate video in their, in their hood. So they're both in that video, you know what I'm saying? Um, I show them as much love as I possibly can. I, I love those two dudes. Pardon nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I love those two dudes, man. But um, those dudes, those dudes are just incredible, incredible artists, man. Oda Gray and Alphabetic. Um, and, and Alpha shoots videos too, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so he he's done a, he, who put that video together? Which one? Uh for the Beagles. For the Meagles, for the Meagles. Oh, um not the Meagles, um, sorry, M I J O S, yeah. Yeah, the Mijos, the Mijos. Mijos, sorry, my bad, my bad. Not the Mijos. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that, that's that's uh, that's Mexicano terminology. That's Mexican yeah, yeah. terminology. That's like you know, little Mijo and shit. Um, so uh, XP, my boy XP from out here, he uh, he he's got a little conglomerate called the Mijos, and I introduced him to O and Alpha, and they made they made dope joints together. So we made this little click. You know, we all Spanish, so we made this little click called uh. The Mijos, you know what I'm the saying? Mijos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's <laughs> that joint, man. I, I want to play it right now, just to, just to, and and I know we're coming to the to. I think we're a bit over the hour. How are you doing on time, Sabu? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just find it so crazy that you have so much music completed that so you music. you with so much great people that you gotta like plan how they're released. Like, god damn! Sounds like you have years of music just waiting to come out. I do. I got. I got another two years worth of music. That's wicked. That's so wicked. All right. So, what, 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 what is it? What is it like for you to achieve? So, you, let's say like 2024. Where would you like to see yourself? Like over two years. I mean, I, I, I need to retire, sit back, and do my thing. Even, even are you if now I'm running the collective. I just want. I just want to gain. I believe the notoriety that I deserve. I wouldn't even say that I expect. I would just say that I deserve. I think my work ethic and my body of work speaks for itself. I would just like my shit to be exposed to more more people, to be honest with you. That's like the goal every time, right? Is to try to get more exposure. Like, I'm not worried about likes. I don't care if my Instagram post gets 100 likes. That shit don't bother me. Like, I'm not, I'm not one of them dudes that needs to see 600 likes to be like, yeah, you see my shit, like 600, you know, my yeah, video got, yeah. my video got 60K. I like, I don't, I don't really give a fuck about all that shit. You know what I mean? I would like to get my shit up past 20K. Like, I think every time I drop a video, I should at least get 20K. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I just want to see it progress. I think that I just need to meet more people that are on the opposite side of what I'm doing, like the business side. Yeah. Um, that can actually help me expand what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, 
because I think I got all the intangibles needed to succeed. I just think that I need to connect with the right people to make it come to fruition. Yeah. Um, so I, th I think being out in LA and with all the, 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 the peers that you've referenced today, um, that's a very large, solid collective and culture that, um, I mean, if it's power in numbers, wow. But something you said earlier about your lineage, how there's, you know, there's, you know, French and Dutch. Um, I'm not sure if you've been to France or Amsterdam, or if you have, but those are two European countries that appreciate, absolutely love their hip hop and underground right, hip hop. Right, right. And I, and I send a lot of shit to like uh, Amsterdam, the Netherlands, all over Europe. Nice. Um, but, but I haven't connected with anybody uh, who I would say is a promoter or anything like that to, to, get, to get me out there. Uh, I need to definitely, like I said, I need somebody to help me with the business aspect, the connecting the dots, um, which I'm looking into a publicist and, and management. You know what I mean? Um, I just think that I need to take that next step. Um, that's the only way that I think my shit is actually going to get to people where they're like, oh shit, who the fuck is this? Mm. How come I've been sleeping on him for this long? You know what I mean? And I know about all these other dudes. Because a lot of times cats be like, damn fam, I know about everybody who's on your album, and I didn't really know about you. And I'm like, you know, shit happens. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody you should be happy that, that you know about me now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and I that's, think there's kind of a gap here in Toronto, too. That's why we're doing this podcast with the eventuality of maybe bringing some sort of XM radio here to Toronto, because believe it or not, it doesn't exist. And imagine that we have uh, the best rapper in the world, in quotations, from Toronto. But the but the infrastructure is completely zero. Right, right. Yeah, you you have to um you have to tap in like, and also doing doing shit with more people that are more established than me helps too. You know, I gotta um I gotta start connecting more of those dots. I got a song coming with Chino though, Chino XL. Nice. Um, and and I got some other things you know in the works. So I'm trying to connect the bigger dots. Um, we got blue. And um, twins, John Robinson, and a bunch of people on the new Clark's album. Mm -hmm. So we're just expanding more and more. I would like to work with like Ransom and um, Nims. I would like to work with Nims. I think that's 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 you know one of the beautiful things about about this game, right? Like you 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 stumble upon artists and then you see who they've worked it, and then you you enjoy what they have, and then you just keep it going from there. Yeah, usually when people find my music, they they buy on they buy like almost my whole catalog. Yeah, you know, because then they're like, "Oh, it's not cheap." You know what I'm saying? And if the fans are paying the price, that's that says a lot that you're doing the right thing and keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah, just like uh, just like some albums ain't for everybody. Just like I didn't make the Ultimate Mind streamable because I didn't yeah. want motherfuckers to be streaming that album. I want you to have to buy yeah, that album. That. Yeah, it's worth the cost. Because I I was so proud of. Uh, that album that I was like, fuck that, yo. You nice. know what I'm saying? I'm not a slave. I'm not a slave to nobody. I can exactly. do whatever the fuck I want. And if I sell only 10 copies at $50 a piece, and if that's what I want to do, and that's all I do, then fuck it. That's what I do. You know what I mean? It ain't got nothing to do with anybody else. Too many people be worried about what other motherfuckers be doing. You know what I mean? For me, I'm like, I'm like, I price it. I don't think $25 is high, to be honest with no. you. I think <laughs> I think the artwork alone it's worth $25 just to see that artwork and have, have it in your hands and touch it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, that's, oh, that's such a wicked cover. 
I mean, it goes back to what you were saying before. If someone's going to put the money up and buy something, at least this way they know they're going to absorb it. They're going to play it out. They're going to listen to it. They're going to analyze it, break it down, right? You know, especially in the era we live in right now where everyone's just trying to be that hot gimmick or that hot three seconds and you don't really get to know artists or, or know even what they're doing within those three seconds. But that person is going for that just to be viral for that minute and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah I don't, don't want to... I don't want to have a big record and then that's it. Like, I don't... Yeah, I want people to be like, damn, this motherfucker's dope. You heard this old shit he did? Like, that shit's crazy. Like, I didn't even know... Go ahead. It's more important to... For an artist to be accepted by their peers or accepted by their fans. Because there's artists out there who are accepted by their fans. But they don't get nominated for a Grammy, so they write off the Grammys, you know. Um, yeah, I think, I think being accepted by your fans is the most important. Because, like, your peers, anybody who's a man who understands grind and hustle is going to respect you if you're doing a grind and hustle and you're staying humble and you're being to yourself. Any grown man is going to see that and is, is going to be like, I commend that. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how I look at shit, you know. I'm, I would never... I would never yeah, I would never look at another man hustling and doing his thing, dropping six albums in a year and be like, he's a sucker. Like, that shit just don't equate to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, obviously, he's not a sucker. He's out here doing his thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's out here working hard. You know what I'm saying? He's out here working hard. And there's a lot of people out here working hard. You know, I just happen to seem like I'm working hard. But to be honest with you, I might rap 25 to 50 days out of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just realistic. But I'll, but I'll go. I'll go. Work ethic. I'm like, yo, son, how you getting all this workout? Like, what you right? But 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 when I do go in and I do record, I'm doing five to ten songs. So like I'm utilizing the time. I'm utilizing the time to the maximum. Yeah, I'm utilizing my time to the maximum. You know what I'm saying? And I got a lot of shit written down, like, cause I'm an MC, y'all. I be thinking of shit randomly watching TV with my shorty or, or driving around, you know, like, or hearing something on the radio or anything, bro. I just, I'd be writing lines down in my phone, like, da, 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 you know, and then I'll go to the stool. I got a bunch of shit just in my head, you know what I mean? And I got a bunch of shit written down. So now I'm like, okay, I just got to put all this shit together. And that's usually how the writing goes. I just put a bunch of accumulated thoughts together, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes... I don't even use the thoughts that are on the phone. I I might use one, and then I just start going. You know what I mean? Because I write my raps. I don't I don't phone my raps. I write my shit. That's incredible. You know what I mean? And, now, and I have probably the craziest penmanship. I've been writing this crazy shit, this calligraphy shit, for a long-ass time. I've been doing it so long that it seems coded. People are always asking me if it's coded. They're like, what is that shit, bro? Because it just looks like a it looks like a bunch of scribbles together, but it's really eloquently written. Like, I don't know if I can show y'all. It's, it's like, but it's, it's like, like you're a doctor. Here, let me see. Yeah, this shit is fat as hell. You need you need to, to include your lyrics in, in, in your albums. I don't know if you're doing that because I haven't, you know, seen I that. don't, but I love when people hit me up and they write them down and I'm like, they're so close to getting it, you know? There's always like one or two things that are misconstrued. Or like not not said correctly, you know what I mean? And then I'll tell them the correction and they'll be like, oh shit. Yeah, they'll be like, that's crazy. 
And then they'll start saying it like that. And then I'm like, like, I like doing that, but I don't want, I don't want motherfuckers to have my raps, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you do you find it crazy though that like you release a song and there's a website out there that be, because they're fans they they try to make the lyrics based on your music and then they they release it as your lyrics just to you know just yeah, it's just crazy yeah. to think that people are doing that out there for you yeah yeah it's it's uh i think it's cheating though for anybody that's trying to rap <laughs> That's true, I think that's I think, true, I, think you, I think you can now see my raps on paper and be like, "Oh, I see uh, what he did." Yeah, I get you. I get you. You're right. It's kind of like giving away rap. my. It's kind of like giving away grandma's secret recipe. You know? mm. No, but the, the way you rap, I don't think there's. I don't think there's ways. It's like you poison your rhymes for your writings in a sense <laughs> that the way you deliver is like it's commentary. It's more of a commentary. The way the way I see some of your verses, it's like you know Marv Albert. Pause, but you're commentating what happened and telling that story, like putting putting vision, supreme vision. Oh, by the way, supreme vision, sir. Supreme vision. Thank you for that, sir. God. Yeah, I, li- I like to say things intricately, so I don't. I could say something very simply, but I would rather say it in an elaborate way to make you like, why the fuck did he say all that shit? You know, like, this motherfucker's nuts. Like, what is he thinking about? And I deliberately do that. I've been good at English since I was little, yo. Like, this is not a joke. I've always written something. Poetry, novels, screen rights. Like, what, I've what, always... what kind of poetry did you start with? Was it, like, lyrics? It was very, it was very... Um, I would say it was very, like, black powerish. Like, I used to do, like, like in-depth like shit. Word. Yeah, spoken word that was real deep. You know what I mean? I was always into. I was always into. Uh, I don't know why, but I've always been into uh, the empowerment of people. So like, yeah, especially with uh, because like I grew up in a, such a diverse family. Um, my father's the oldest of 10, 10, 10 children, and so I have so many cousins that are all kinds of races. You know what I mean? Just. It's a melting pot. My family's a crazy melting pot of race. Um, yeah, my, my pops, I think by the time, I'm the youngest too of all my brothers. So I think by the time he got to me, he was kind of tired of being a pops. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of let me run rampant and be wild. Way more wild than my brother. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm way bigger now than all my brothers too. So... It, it was just, it was just wild. I think I never faulted him for that, though. You know what I mean? I've always loved him uh, because I always felt like I look at his life and I'm like, he lived a crazy life, yo. My grandma lived a crazy life, yo. My grandma disappeared to Mississippi, came back with my aunt Terry. My grandma was one of them ladies, you know. She was frivolous. She lived a, she lived a frivolous life. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, he just lived a crazy life, you know, when he was younger. So. I never faulted him. It took me a while, too, because I hated him from, like, 16 to, like, 23, 24. Me and him didn't talk. I hated him. Um, And then all that hate left my heart, and I was able to look at who he was and how he lived his life, and I had a newfound respect and love for him, and me and him been super tight ever since. I'm going to actually go to his house after this. You know nice. what I mean? Did something, did something happen that caused that change? or, or, or Yeah, well, I mean, it was... It was, it was yeah, it was him. And, it was him and my mom's, you know, separating and shit, you know, and um, yeah. him him being wild. He was wild. He's wild like I am. We're both Tauruses. Um, 
he's just wild. He's wild like I am. He he played in a, a band his whole life too. My my pops played drums and blues bands and rock bands and shit like that, like for his whole life. So music is in your DNA. Yeah, yeah. All my brothers play instruments. My mom oh, nice. used to my mom used to. Um, no, but I could I could I could fuck around on the guitar and make you think I know how to play. Nice, nice, nice. Fake it with the make piano it. too. I could fuck around on the piano and play some shit. You'll no, be like, this is how to play. Give me that Bugsy Beetle blues album, dude. Yeah, man. Um, well, yeah, my, well, my yeah, family, it could be my family's, Yeah, my family's crazy, crazy into music, man. Uh, but a lot of blues and soul and uh, rock. You know, they're they're from a different era. So, uh, so, how, so how did like Supreme Cerebral? Just because you got the L mind, you decided to go with that. That name? How, how'd that come to be? You know what? Uh, I forgot who gave me that name exactly. Nah, it was a. Uh, it was uh, I went by I went by the wizard for for a while. Yeah, and I used to spell it W W Z R D. Yeah, so it was kind of like I wanted to be like the Jizz and the Rizzer so bad. I was like, Whoa. yeah, I'm the Wizard. Yeah, so like that was my name forever until I got, I was real little, bro, real little. I think I was like 12. I got I got caught tagging on the train with the name. Oh, and and uh, I remember my dad beat my ass and I was just like, oh, I was like, fuck that name. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want that fucking name. You know what I'm saying? And then I started rapping around like 14. And then um, I think my first rap name was Oreo. Oreo something. It was like Oreo. Ah, fuck. Oreo Maximus or something. It was like some wild stuff, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it was like, uh, yeah, it had to do with Bud, too. We were smoking this Bud. We, we were calling we were calling cookie shit. That sounds we were calling we were calling cookies. We were calling this this we Oreo cookies. It was like a dark dark green, but it looked black and it had like it had like white flakes all over it. So we was calling it Oreo cookies. And um, this was way back. This is when we had chronic and shit. You know, it was different different times back then and shit. I don't think I've ever smoked something that looked like that. That sounds amazing. But yeah, that that's that's how that shit that's how that shit came to fruition. And then I was like, that's not gonna work. I need a hard body name. And I remember being around. I remember being around my cousins and shit, and being like, uh, being like, "Yo, I need a dope name." And then I always wanted to. I always wanted to have something that had knowledge of self in it. I wanted. I wanted a name that meant something, you know. So I was like, um, so I started, you know, studying shit and getting more familiar and. Um, the older guys was was teaching me the knowledge itself, my my uncle and whatnot, and and I wanted to go by Supreme because Supreme's the ultimate. So I I always wanted to be the ultimate, like you know what I'm saying. I was like I'm the ultimate one, you know what I'm saying, and um, yeah, and that shit just just stuck. And then Cerebral was just like I don't want to be like the the ultimate mind, like Supreme Mind, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I didn't really want to be the Supreme Mind because I was like, that's kind of corny, you know what I'm saying? And then I remember being, I remember being so, I was already called Supreme, but the Cerebral came later. Um, I remember listening to the Supreme Clientele album and, and wanting it, wanting my name to be Supreme C something, you know, like Clientele, like, 
I wanted it on that level. And uh, I remember, I forget who said it. It was one of my friends. I don't want to quote the wrong friend. Um, but he, he was like, Supreme Cerebro. And I was like, yo, that's what because it sounded like a it sounded like a Wu Tang name. It sounded like a Wu Tang name, and I was just like, "That sounds like I could be a member of the Wu Tang." And I was so for the show. I, I I'm, I'm sure Supreme Supreme Bowl is out there. Like some track, it sounds so sick. Definitely long lost relative. Yeah. Of the clans. Like, yeah, yeah. Years. So like when I had that name, I just was like, "Okay, now I gotta live up to this name that I've that I've been brandished." You know what I mean? So I was like. Let me let me make sure that my shit is up to par. And it took it took years for me to finally get into the pocket that I'm in now, where it, it's kind of second nature. Um, I don't even take a lot of time writing raps. Um, it's just second nature. It kind of comes. You know what I mean? And um, it's dope. It's dope to actually be like, oh shit, I'm actually kind of dope. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think I think you're a great communicator. Even from this from this conversation that we're having today, uh, your penmanship, it, it seems like there's a lot of strength behind your communication. Like you know, and, and yeah, if you well, have to send I, out I, the signals. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm the type of person I can explain myself very easily. Like, and I would rather explain myself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I I we're given this gift of 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 gab per se to to be able to communicate with each other. So I want to give you an experience through my raps that you possibly don't get with everybody else. You know what I mean? As far as like the words that I'm using, um, the context in which I'm using shit, you know what I mean? I feel like it's completely different than all these other artists. You know what I mean? I think that's what we're going to be searching for moving forward, honestly. Like, yeah, a hot song is a hot song, but I think we... I think we really want to start getting back to behind the artist, like who's the artist, like what what have they been doing so far? You know what I mean? I think we're I think we're over the one hit wonders or or the fly by nights. Well, yeah, there's gonna always be people that make a good song. You know what I mean? And given given the right given the right backing, any song could actually be a big song. You know what I mean? It's enough, enough push into your brain, you're gonna be like, that's a dope song, you know. Like, like the this side song, if if that was like pushed properly, like you know what I'm saying, we get money on this side, like that's a catchy song, you know what I'm saying? Like that could easily get into people's brains, you know. So it just depends, you know. But I'm not I'm not searching for the for the big time notoriety. I'd be happy with. Just you know, getting a little bit more love. To be honest with you. Well, man, you big time to us. Thank you. That was weird to me. You know what I'm saying? Then it went from broad to like body, body, body. Oh yeah, with with oh yeah. This motherfucker. So look. Uh, Dark Summers from Rochester. Damn it, from Rochester. Yeah, he's a wild, wild one. That's a wicked name too, Dark Summers. Yeah, so Oda Great was like, Oda Great was like, yo, um, I got this beat from my man from upstate. He's fire. And I'm like, he's like, it's for it's for my album. And I'm like, all right, bet. You know, because anything him and Alpha asked me, I'd do that shit without even thinking about it. So I'm like, all right, I got you. And I felt like he whooped my ass on the last song. So I'm like, I'm going to whoop his ass on this song. So 
that's what I did. I, yeah. I went in first. I streamed my verse first. Yeah. And then, um, and then he was like, man, um, oh, the great is fucking incredible. Incredible. He's an incredible wordsman. Um, but I was like, I'm going to whoop his ass. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like and he probably was thinking the same fucking thing. I'm these woolly colored mustard greens proceed. My regime extreme exceed your expertise with routines that achieve. But we just, you know, like that. That's what I'm saying about like fueling fire. Like he fueled my fire because I felt like he whooped my ass on the last song. So I'm like, this is payback. You know what I'm saying? And that's what brought out the best of it. And then I was out there shooting the this side video and um the project my state. And O was like, O was like, yo, let's get this video in real quick. And I'm like, whatever you want to do, son. I was like, and we shot that shit right next to where I was staying, yo, in, in Bed-Stuy, right by the fish fry. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, let's shoot it right here. He's like, yeah, let's shoot it right here. And like, it's some gutter ass shit, but I'm like, see, that's the thing. With them, I'm like, I do anything for those dudes. You know what I mean? That's great. That's great. You know, I like, before we get to the close, I do just want to say one thing, just on a, on a personal note. Like, we started doing this podcast uh late last year you know I'm, I'm hitting that that 30 soon that 30 30 soon and I, I realized I just wanted to start doing things that I've been interested in you know I, I did the things in my 20s whatever but one thing I really want to do is to be around artists and just get to talk to them and see how they came up with these projects how they come up with this cover art how they come up with their names and things like that and Eyes Dubai has definitely done that so far with the podcast he's put me in front of some great artists that, uh, so far, and this episode today is just another addition to that great guest ca- uh, list that we've had so far on the show. So I definitely want to take a moment to say appreciate you taking time on a Sunday Absolutely. and allow me to, you know, talk to you. This is really big for me, really big for us, really big for the show. And it's on yeah, the first day of spring. The rebirth starts today. I told my right. this morning. I said today is the first day of the rest of our lives, right? And, you know... And Sunday, Sunday is a good day for me. Sunday's my day off. Sunday yeah. when, when my shorty's gone. I'm I'm <laughs> this is like usually usually on Sundays I go see my father and my oldest brother. Like I go hang out and I go get fucked up with them. Cause we all we all on the same crazy wavelength of we trying to get faded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Sunday is a sport day. You gotta go with sports and drink some rum and sing and you know. Right, like and day. and uh and my pops and them, they run a uh, they run a rock radio show that's pretty big in LA. So, so like they do their podcast from um, from their garage, and their garage is all done up, crazy, you know, all rocked out and shit. And uh, I just go over there, and I just be blowing big blunts, like just just hanging out, bro. Like, so your brothers play play You ever got in the guitar? Your dad got in the drums, and you got in the mic, and you ripped it apart. We, we do that shit. Music, we need to hear those ones. We do that shit like. Drunk, fucking having a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because because like, even if it's just the drunk tapes. Yeah, they're they're not really. I love them to death, but they they don't really respect my culture. So it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's fun for them because they want me to be involved. Yeah, but but I also, I also sing crazy blues shit. Mm. So I go over there and do some singing shit with them. You know what I mean? But at least you guys all kind of center around the, the, the fact of creating great music. You know? Yeah, it, and or it's an appreciated just, uh, music for that. I feel like I, I feel like yeah, it's an appreciation. Exactly, it's an appreciation. And and I respect I respect the hell out of them because they play instruments. You know? I think yeah, that takes real talent. That's, a, that's another kind of musical. Like, I don't have the word for it right now, but you know, 
when you play an instrument. That's another well. song. That's another song that Demar remixed right there. Yeah, that's, 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 this song is crazy. I, I was trying to remember what where we where we heard the, uh, the sample. Is this a cap? Was this a cap or something? Like it was school Shout out to Code Nine, man. Code Nine killed that verse. Word What's up? We don't want to keep you more so. We thank you for taking the time with us today um, and dropping the supreme vision. Today's episode was actually, we were supposed to talk about subliminals. So we're going to call this one the supreme subliminal. And let's see, let's see the supreme vision and the message that comes when people hear this album. And hopefully it manifests in something great. And anytime you up here, up here in Toronto, man, whenever this crazy world gets a little bit less crazy, uh, yeah, you definitely got a home. As soon as, as soon as they, as soon as they put all them chips and from them vaccinations and everybody, they gonna let everybody be normal. Well, hey, you know what I'm we talk a lot about that stuff on, on our episode, so you you have the pass, man. Whatever you want, you know, be able man, to come I, in and share, share some knowledge. You know what? I, I, I'm a yeah. I was gonna say we get into we get into real topics. I get deep, yeah. but but I'm also very open to things, and I and I and I don't ever state my shit like it's a fact. I just kind of say shit to be like. You know, these motherfuckers said, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it, I just like, I like critical thinking. You know what I mean? Like, that's a way for people. I don't think enough people do that shit. I think because every everybody's too, everybody's too sensitive and opinionated. Like, to I'm me, really good thinking when it comes to opinions, man. When it comes to opinions, I, I'm trying to get away from the whole everybody's entitled to your opinion. I think everybody's entitled to an educated opinion. And if you're not like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's just yeah, because, like there was a there was a thing the other day and it had Prodigy and Raekwon. And it's like it's like who's better. And so then I went into the thing because it was all these fucking different. And I'm like, bro. All you motherfuckers that answer this shit are fucking retarded. Because I said, number one, these dudes are completely different MCs. Completely different. They both bring they both bring something that we all love and admire. You know what I'm saying? And I said, why don't you celebrate them together instead of trying to divide them? You know what I mean? And Matt, this was on Facebook, too. This was on Facebook. Motherfuckers was liking my shit like crazy. Like, oh, who the fuck is this? Because I'm always like, I don't... I, there's too much divide. There's too much divide in hip hop because they don't do that shit. With, they don't do that shit with rock. You don't. You don't be like, is uh, is uh, Iron Maiden better than Def Leppard? Is is Motley Crue better than you know? They don't do shit like that. They that shit. They is, celebrate the music because there's no separation. What they want with our culture is because they realize our culture is the biggest. They want our culture to be divided. And hate it. They want us to hate each other, and they want us to not respect each other, and they want the youngins to not understand anything about the foundation of what they do. Because I know I have a lot of young cousins and a lot of young young dudes that you know. Because I be coaching at the, the high school and shit like that, and I talk to these kids, bro. These kids are fucking lost. Trust me, they don't they don't know the first thing about anything. Because nowadays, all they gotta do is go on their fucking phone, and and voila. You can fucking hear. You can hear sixty million opinions about the same exact thing. You know, they don't ever get. The, they don't get the chance to have their own thoughts. They don't get the chance to have their own thoughts, and they don't understand where everything that they do comes from. Because I try to explain to kids like, 
oh, you like that that musical artist? Do you know who that musical artist was influenced by? And then they're like, oh, no. And then I tell them and they'll be like, nah. And I'll be like, go watch interviews of your favorite artists and they'll tell you who they're, who they're fucking, who they admired when they were young. And then I was like, if every one of them dudes that say, oh, I, I, I didn't admire nobody, you know, I, I made my own shit. I'm like, them, them the type of motherfuckers that just kill our culture. They're nobodies. They don't know they, nothing they, about they, it. They sound like they didn't listen to anybody. The, but <laughs> they, don't, they don't know the first thing about anything. Like, they, they couldn't tell me who, who invented hip hop. They couldn't tell me where where Sedgwick Ave is. They couldn't tell me. They couldn't tell me anything. So you know, so do you know, you know how hip hop is turning this year. Hip hop is turning, I believe, fifty eight or fifty three or fifty eight. I was gonna say it's almost it's almost sixty, right? Yeah, I think it's fifty eight. And uh, hip hop history month is unofficial or officially November. So I think the hip hop community really needs to get behind. But if it's now all about inclusion. We need to celebrate 30 days in November of hip hop and celebrate the artists that have passed. Um, Pun, P, Prodigy, Guru. They should each have their day. Um, all the major streamers should feed into that shit. Because if we're going, if we're going through a great, a great reset and reformat, we have the opportunity now. Hip hop to me is a, a, a unifying thing. It's a way too. of life. I respect. I respect I respect Quavo for wearing them them Rock Marciano shirts. That was really cool, yeah. Because because now I see I see he's not divided. He understands it now. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what kind of music you do. It's about respect and it's about respect for our culture. You see somebody putting on heavy for the culture, you admire it. I see them putting on heavy for the culture, I admire it. People think because I make a certain style of music that I that I dislike little baby and the baby and all them like I don't dislike none of that shit. I don't dislike nothing. Like I think that there's a time and a place for everything. And I don't want to hear 